This is Olympic champion Scott Hamilton. Yes, the real Scott Hamilton. And you're listening to the other Scott Hamilton show where you should be entertained, informed, and maybe even amused. Just don't expect any backflips. I mean, have you seen him skate? Cocktail party. It's this weekend, 3.30 CBS. That means it's big time. 3.30 CBS. It's big time. Georgia favored by 22 and a half right now. Number one, Georgia. And it's Georgia, Florida, or Florida, Georgia. It depends, again, on which side of the fence you're on. Wonderful game. Wonderful game. I love this rivalry. But the question now regarding this rivalry, and I don't think it's if it will continue. I'm pretty certain it's going to continue. But where will this game be played after next year? Uh, officials from both the University of Florida, University of Georgia, put out a joint statement yesterday saying, you know, the usual stuff. It's a big game. Uh, we're focused on this season. but We'll talk about it later. And there's a groundswell of support on both sides to maybe have this thing played on campus. And I see the pros and I see the cons of that. And I see the pros and I see the cons of playing in Jacksonville. But I'm wondering if I'm going down the right path with regards to either of those. So I'm bringing on an expert. He's a, he's a journalist. He's a, he's a radio host. He's the publisher. He's the editor of Gatorbait Magazine, host of the, Buddy, of the Buddy Martin Show. It's Buddy Martin. Buddy, how you doing? Been a long time. It's been too long. Good to hear from you. And I don't know if I'm an expert on it, but uh, <clears throat> I just know that it concerns me. Uh, you know, I understand. I love games played on campus, and uh, too. And there'll be some of that in playoffs one day. But here's the thing. I, I have a bigger question for you, Scott. <laughs> You're a student of sports, particularly college football and perhaps basketball, and I'll ask you this question. When it boils right down to the, who owns the game of college football, the fans. who does own the game of college football? Who the pe- owns people who pay the money to watch it. Thank you. That would be the fans who, by the way, don't ever get to say anything about anything anymore. Their voices aren't even heard. And uh, this decision <clears throat> is based on what? Recruiting, according to Kirby. Now, I don't know. Billy Napier hasn't spoken on this one way or the other. But I know that Kirby has been fighting it for a couple of years. And he has his reasons, I'm sure, uh, without getting into the long explanation. I have on my show this week, Lauren Smith from University of Georgia, who's writing just written a book on Kirby Smart's championship season. And we've talked about this. And Kirby... Probably has not his intentions because he says it's about recruiting. And of course, we say recruiting, what's it got to recruiting? Well, apparently, there's an archaic rule which says that you cannot recruit on campus, quote unquote, with kids in Jacksonville during the Florida Georgia game. They changed the rules to say you could, in fact, give them free tickets. So that's new this year. But you're not allowed to have any kind of organizational meeting, dinners, whatever, with prospects, which is really ludicrous. This, by the way, is an NCAA rule. Uh, organization hasn't been relevant in about five years. 
And so why do they have that rule? I don't know. I say if it's not a good rule, change it. So if that's the reason, that's a feeble one. And my last line about that is everybody says recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. And I get it. I know it's all about recruiting. It's it's the lifeblood of your program. Everybody knows that. I get it. But when do you draw the line? If somebody says, well, we can't have Christmas this year because it gets in the way of recruiting. Do we cancel Christmas? Nick Saban hates celebrating championships because it keeps him from recruiting. That's yeah. what I've heard that. You know, buddy, that is yeah. a pretty archaic rule like the rest of the NCAA's rulebook for the large part, but it seems to me it would be super efficient to do away with it because Georgia and Florida often are mining the same same places for recruits. It'd be very efficient. You just bring the recruits, and then they could sit there and pick by watching the game which one they want. That would be the reason. And they say, well, we got how many other times do they have a chance to go to campus? They get how many official visits? You can't tell me they can't find another weekend to visit the campus. And I get that some people say, well, you know what? <clears throat> Our merchants in Athens, they need to benefit from this. And to the lesser degree, the gains of these are people because it's already in Florida uh, and what have you. Those are all transparent reasons, and I get them. They're good reasons. But I just want to say, what do we consider sacred in college sports anymore? What? Anything? Not a whole heck of a lot, buddy. <laughs> buddy, did, did you did you go to the cocktail party when it was played on campus in 94-95? I was living in Colorado at that time. <clears throat> I was not able to do that. But, you know, I've been to Athens, not for the Florida game. And I've been to Florida many times. And I'm sure it's probably great. I mean, I'm not going to say it's not great. I hope they do have some kind of deal where they have on campus play for at least one of the major rounds in the playoffs if that same toothless NCAA can ever get a decision to have the playoffs and get and get them out of there. I actually bring that on the college presidents and ADs because the NCAA really isn't going to run college football. But it's uh, we had a leadership problem, as you know, Scott. I'll tell you, you talk about it every day. So let's see what happens. Meanwhile, there is Florida and Georgia, and I do call it the cocktail party. And I don't care how politically incorrect it is, because it is about that. And think about this: this is such a huge jubilee. I call it. These fans come down here from Georgia, but the droves they fill up every single resort from Fernandina Beach, other actually Jekyll Isle, St. Islands, all the way down to Crescent Beach, and up and down the coast there, and they party for a week. It's not a game for the Georgia fans. It's a week. They all come down here. They love it, right? And they come to the football game. Uh, I don't think they're going to be real happy about that. My friend Tony Barnhart has been coming down for 25 years with four of his friends, three of us. And he's back again this week. And, you know, he, he said, we might go to the game. You know, uh, it's really too bad that it has to be this way. And it's, it's, it's just gotten out of hand. And I'm afraid the battle will be lost. I do have some information about the contract. I talked with Greg McCarrity today, formerly AD of Georgia and the assistant AD of Florida, who's now in charge of that game in Gainesville uh, and Jacksonville. Uh, and I asked him to update me on it. And there, there are this year and next still on the contract. Then it's an option year. Each team, by the way, gets all the ticket money. 
the guarantee both both of a million dollars uh, and all the ticket revenue. So it's probably close to two million. Uh, and then uh, city pays for all expenses for each seat. Uh, and they have a two-year option after that with 24 and 25 on the table with increases. So I don't know. I think it's doing pretty well. They're using also, they'll wait and see what Oklahoma, Texas do when they go in the SEC and they say they'll use that model. But I'm sorry. I just think it's a bad mistake. And when you get something like that and you get it right, you know, you have 40,000 on each side cheering, wearing different colors. And then they go to home and home. How about those Bulldog fans that only get 5,000 tickets in Gainesville? And the Gator fans only get 5,000 tickets in half. That's not going to be half popular. So there's a lot to be worked out. Maybe it'll be salvaged. I don't know. Probably not, but I'm hoping. Joined by Buddy Barton. Follow him on Twitter, at Buddy Show. Buddy, I'm wondering how much say ESPN will have on this because uh, SEC is going to be an ESPN property going forward, and I have to think the thought of this game remaining on a neutral site would be a more appealing to the network because then you promote it as more than just a game. It becomes an event. Given it, giving something a neutral site adds a little weight to everything. That's my opinion. What's your take? I agree with you, but I don't know how much they got. I think it's with the presidents and the boards that decide. I think ESPN will have a seat at the table. <clears throat> I don't know if ESPN really appreciates it. My friend Paul Feinbaum, he doesn't get the Florida Georgia game. He still doesn't get it. I've tried to educate him a bunch of times. I've been on his show down there. He says, looks like it's a bunch of asphalt to me because he did a show on the asphalt on Friday. You know, and he, he said he admits he grew up in Alabama Auburn. He thought that was Auburn. That was, uh, that was the ultimate game. And if you don't didn't grow up with it, probably not. But <clears throat> if you did grow up with it, you realize this is a huge deal. Uh, and it's a part of things that old Gators especially don't want to see go away. But you know what's going to happen, Scott? They're going to end up doing it, and they're going to push everybody that used to go to the game back to watch the TV, and this is what it's becoming a TV game. Why would you want to go play thousands of dollars and you know, wait in mine and not be able to you know, find a place to park and whatever? Uh, when you can sit and cover it up your 80-inch TV and watch it and have all the refreshments and cool air and Whatever you need, it's much easier. Uh, but you'd like to think there's still some passion about going to the ballpark and seeing a game like this, which is what makes college football. Well, I, I also like the idea of being able to go to uh, Ponte Vedra or St. Augustine while I'm down there for the ball game too. That don't hurt. Well, what a great place that is to be, man. That's a fabulous place. You're right. All the way down the first coast there. So it's good. <clears throat> As for the game itself, <clears throat> I've been asked a bunch of times, I remember a point spread this large, 22 and a half. And the answer is no. It might have been one. I remember when, back when before point spreads were popular. Uh, and I remember when Florida got beat 51 to nothing by, uh, in the rain. And Gator fans never forget it. Uh, back, on the, uh, back in the day, in 68, when they got Heimer hammered. And then still you put in a backup center to kick an extra point. And the Gator fans never forgot it. So there's a lot of little rivalries, a bit of rivalries, some good plays, great plays, and what our columnist, Franz Beard, calls uh, uh, this played out Florida Georgia weirdness. There's always that's a weird thing, you know, from Buckaloo's Pass and Run Lindsay, and I could name 10 of them for you that are moments of, of dark, both sides for some 
It's a, it's a wonderful rivalry. Steve Spurrier, when he came there, they told him, get the, get the game back out of Jacksonville. Take it back. Let's go home home with it. And he said, why? He said, well, we don't want Georgia to have it away. He said, look, you play the game on Florida soil. We take a bus ride. They take an airplane. You know, it's played in a place called the Gator Bowl, which it was. In. Why would you want to move it? Give me a chance. His athletic director wanted to do it. So he st- he didn't, and uh, he won 11 out of 12 there. So um, those were the days for Gator fans. Did, I'm afraid, however, it's going to be ugly this weekend and not in Florida State. But did you not get Spurrier's quote this morning on ESPN Gainesville? <laughs> He's, buddy, he said, we got a chance to beat those guys. Here's why. Georgia only beat Missouri by four points. We beat Missouri by seven points, so we should be three-point favorites. <laughs> yeah, I had him on my show last week, and he said, uh, we might beat those guys. And I thought about myself, and I wrote it. He might be the only person who takes that. <clears throat> but that's why you love him. Have, have have you been to his to his restaurant yet in Gainesville? Many many times. Okay, many I, times. Yeah, I do. I love it. It's good. I'm going to go back again soon. Food's good. The museum is spectacular. If you want to know, he's got everything. You know, he was always a pack rat. And then on top of what people gave him, you know, the Heisman trophies and championship. Herbert Myers sent him an Ohio State national championship ring. He's got like six or seven champ, national champions. It's really a beautiful place. Freddie Weeby is just as part of it. Spectacular job on it. And it's right there off the island. I would highly encourage anybody who hasn't been there who's passing through, go to Steve Spurs, Grand Grill. The food's good. The atmosphere is spectacular. Uh, and the museum is uncanny. It's really, really, really good. And a good job. And he's happy. He shows up a couple of weeks and shakes a few hands, takes a few selfies, and he's off and running. Back where we got too much golf anymore. But yeah, he's very happy and he's doing well in the places really, really neat. And they, by the way, it's a big recruiting advantage for a lot of people. Oh, no doubt. I, I want to go to the rooftop bar, Visors. Is that that's still up and it's, running? It, it's wonderful. It's the best place, best thing about it. <laughs> Visors is really good. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. You can also get small uh, rooms. There's a room there. It's called the HBC room. By the way, I have a, a six-pack of his new beer. He's uh, got beer the, now? The HBC. Oh, yeah, HBC beer, yeah. And he's the head <laughs> beer coach Yeah. <laughs> And I got a six-pack of his beer there. It's not been sold in stores yet. But his partner gave me a six-pack of it. And I've had it. It's pretty good, by the way. Uh, and as I said, I even got a recommended a sandwich made with Johnson City tomatoes because oh, he was big on tomato sandwiches. They've got that on the menu. So we've got a lot of stuff in there. And the food's good. It's located right there off the 75. And, uh, and, and if you like football and you have any remote interest, for that. And sometimes he's there. Uh, you, you ought to go and uh, take part of it. Now, buddy, the, the proper tomato sandwich is white bread, tomato, Duke's mayonnaise, and pepper. That's how you do it. Love it. So I love it. it. That's how they do it I, at I Science have, Hill. Yeah, I didn't have Duke's growing up, but I had mayonnaise. Uh, yeah, that's no question about it. He and uh, his friends would go eat those in the summertime and have sweet tea with it. You know, and it's got to be white bread. You're right. They don't make it that way there. They put cheese on it, too. That's not Steve's doing. The chef added some cheese and different kind of bread, but it's still good. And uh, you got to have that, those nice, big, big juice of tomatoes. He's Buddy Martin. Follow him on Twitter, at Buddy Show. Buddy, before we let you go, tell me about Gator 8 Magazine, Gator 8 Media. Gator 8 Media. You know, uh, we've had a, for some reason, I don't know why, we've had a really kind of a spurt in our growth in the last month. 
really appreciate it. And I think it's got more to do with great learning of algorithms instead of great, great writing. <laughs> I'd like to think it's writing, but uh, hey, we come out with our magazine on Thursday. It's online. It's not like a paper magazine. And we have some of the good writers that write for us. And then we do, during the week, we do spontaneous articles and, and we cover the games, what have you. So if anybody has any interest in it, then go to GatorBaitMedia.com and look it up and find out how you can sign up. And if you're interested, I'm on the air on Facebook Live Monday through Thursday at uh, 9 o'clock at night. And we only show around 9 o'clock at night and Sunday mornings as well on the Orange and Blue Blood show. So join us. Scott, you're going to come on the show sometime. You call, buddy. Hey, I subscribed this morning, by the way. Oh, thank you very much, sir. <laughs> He's Buddy Martin. Follow him on Twitter at Buddy Show. Buddy, you're the man, buddy. Let's stay in touch. All right, Scott. Great talk. Let's do it. All righty, man. That's Buddy Martin. Follow him on Twitter at Buddy Show. Hey, Buddy is a renaissance man. He's done it all. He's a... He's a journalist. He writes books. He has the radio show. He's does the podcast. His show at one time was like syndicated throughout Florida. He's an authority on SEC football. He's an authority of the highest sort with regards to Florida football. He's a uh, a homie of Spurrier, and somehow he's become homies with Terry Bradshaw. They're very tight. Love spending time with Buddy. Stick around. More of the Scott Hamilton show to come. 